This show is brought to you by Blue Apron. Blue Apron sends gourmet recipes and all the fresh ingredients you need to make them right to your door. And our listeners get their first two meals free. Just go to blueapron.com slash badchristian. Start cooking incredible meals at home with Blue Apron. Blueapron.com forward slash badchristian. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. What's up, all you Pharisees? That's right. You guys are Pharisees. But guess what? We are too. You know that. We all are. That's how we read the Bible. We know we're the bad guys. We know we're the religious people. But we're trying to, you know, keep it real, be a little hard on ourselves. When we're talking about you guys being buttholes, that means us too. We get it. But okay, enough of that. Let me promote some stuff to sell you. Emory, my band, Toby's band, we're going on tour. We'll be in the southwest, the southeast, the west coast. You can come get VIP tickets, hang out on our bus, meet us, see our show. Go to emorymusic.com. And if you want to do the VIP, go to emorymusic.com forward slash VIP. We're going to play songs on our tour bus, hang out with you, and you can have a beer with us. Please come meet us. Come join us. That will be awesome. Speaking of As Cities Burn, and I said this last week, I'll say it again. Aaron from As Cities Burn has written a book called Backstage, How I Almost Got Rich Playing Drums in a Christian Hardcore Band. Chapter one of that is on our website right now on badchristian.com in the blog section. You can read chapter one and see if you like that book. We're, we're releasing it. We're partnered with him. We're going to put that book out. All right. If you have a heart at all, if you've downloaded this podcast more than one time, you got to join the BC Club, my friend. You got to contribute. You got to pay some money and listen to the show, but voluntarily. Trust me, that feels good. I mean, it's voluntary. You don't have to pay, but if you do pay, I suggest you'll enjoy the show even more. Just pay what you think is worth. Join the club. We got some perks. We got some stuff we'll give you. You'll love it. Go to badchristian.com forward slash contribute. It feels so good. Three, two, one. <laughs> Joey. Oh my gosh. Matt. What's Joey. wrong, Joey? What happened? Joey, hold on, buddy. Oh my lord. Oh my gosh. You know how hard this is for me to watch my friend's tears rolling off his hairy belly, like dropping down and rolling through the hair of his giant belly. Are you okay? Just say something. I was just depressed. That's it. I'm fine now. Come on. Oh my lord. <laughs> It's the Sad Christian Podcast. Welcome to the Bad Christian Podcast. Have we not used that before, the Sad Christian Podcast? Nobody's ever said that before when we have a depressed. I just invented it. When one third of us are depressed constantly, nobody's ever thought to call it the Sad Christian Podcast. How do you miss that? Poor baby. Oh, wait. I was making fun of myself. You're making fun. (laughs) You're being cruel to people with depression. You have depression. You're being cruel to yourself. Hey, hey, I have the credibility to make fun of depressed people, okay? (laughs) I've been to hell and back every day of my life. No, I'm just kidding. Not that bad. (laughs) But I mean, that's the same thing as saying, no, I'm not racist. I I have a black friend. I know a gay person. You have a black friend. I'm married to a black girl or an Asian person. That's No. Totally different. Okay. Because that it, person's convinced that they're not a racist. I'm convinced that I have depression, and I do. But okay. it does, hey, you listen to me. It does not own me. I own it. It is not my identity, but Jesus is. I believe you, I man. kick depression in its ass daily. Hey, Matt, Joey and I, we can't talk about it today because we got a lot on our plate, but we uh, just kind of got into you got a lot we, on your plate. We got into a small argument about evolution. <laughs> <laughs> Well, give me the quick I, sides. I, Who's what side of what? I well, I am. We'll uh, do it later, but tell me. I'm. I've been listening to more and more stuff and just doing some reading and stuff like that. And I said, you know, I think 
evolution. I said, I think the, the issue is nobody really cares about evolution on both sides, honestly. No uh, atheist or not, they don't really totally know. That's why somebody like Ray Crumford and Kirk Cameron can smash some atheists because they don't know <laughs> shit about evolution. And then the Christians don't e- either on the other side. But, yeah. you know, anyway, I was just saying that I think that there's some really good points about evolution and that should be taken. And, and Joey just goes, nah, I just don't really believe it. That and I said, not, I said, oh my Lord. That is what you, you said. You said things so out of context. Okay. Oh, go, don't start. You said, let me say exactly what you said. You said, I've done a lot of studying and I don't believe it. <laughs> and I said, I don't know. I said, I think our, when people say that stuff, it comes a little bit out of ignorance because there's a lot of good points on both sides. The you pr- sure more proper the story. The more, this is blowing okay, you, my you, mind. You tell okay. everybody. What did you say? What? It's unbelievable. What are you talking about? How did I twist the story? All right, you clarify it. Clear it up. I'm sorry. I, Matt, what I just said was a complete lie. Yep. Joey, Go tell ahead, the truth. Joey, no, basically, the- what, basically, what you said is uh, you were talking about evolution, and I, I said, I'm with you as far as it not being a big deal, and you're okay with God creating evolution. I said, I'm right. with you. I just don't believe it. And then you said some sort of thing like, well, yeah, you're misinformed. And I say, whoa, 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 whoa. you don't think I've studied at all? Now, no, that you doesn't mean... you didn't say that. You said, I have studied and I know a lot about it. And you, you yeah, because you, you totally you wrote said, my opinion off completely. No, but you like totally wrote ignorant. my opinion off by saying, like, yeah, you didn't even listen to any of the points I was making. We didn't even you get, were making... we didn't get into a conversation about, I mean, all right, okay. that's all. <laughs> okay. Now, <laughs> let me go ahead and stop you there. Toby, I don't know why you brought that up right now other than to just prove the fact that you and Joey like to argue. It may even turn out that I might not yeah, be the most a- argumentative person <laughs> in the, on the podcast. So <laughs> I don't know if that's an intentional segue or just a, yet another impromptu <laughs> argument between you two. But, <laughs> but what we what we want to do today is, you know, like we aired I that hate real— hate you, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be fun. We, had, uh, we aired an episode a while back that— had us doing a bad job of our podcast and it falling apart um and you guys heard that episode i don't remember which episode it was but we went back and dug it up we had a way bigger problem in a podcast one time it was a way worse of a falling out and actually turned into extremely sharp uh disagreement between mainly toby and joey because they were in the same room joey takes his headphones off he leaves uh, Toby is accusing him of, no, of I, I quitting. Tried to leave. He tried to leave. So we <laughs> I would dug, not we, allow it. We dug some clips of that audio up today, and so as much as we don't, uh, as much as I don't like making this podcast a podcast about our podcast, that's what we're going to do today. We're also going to the topic today is is the church of business, and we're going to get to that in a little bit. But first of all, we want to air some more dirty laundry from the Bad Christian Podcast for yeah, and you I'll, guys. And I'll say this as. As far as you not liking things to be about the podcast, the only thing I would say about that is the reason why we're airing this is to, it's real. Yeah, sure. So why yeah. would we edit this and not put it on the podcast? Right. I'm just well, I think, really too, we want right. people to hear that we are we are real people. And one, one of the biggest things, if nobody understands the reason why we do certain things, we literally are trying to push the envelope on just being able to tell the truth and show crappy, bad stuff about ourselves so that we are not the hero. We all three fully believe Jesus is the hero, and I don't want anybody going, man, the bad Christian guys really got it right, and they're so awesome. No, I want to play stuff that makes me sound bad. Oh, we do, go, man, and we I will, my friend. I, that, guy's okay. <laughs> that guy's okay, but, I mean, I can't go there. With, I mean, that's what you need to hear. They're, they're, I mean, we have too much hero worship, whether it be outside or inside the church, and we just need to get rid of that stuff. So we want people to hear what I think is actually really uncomfortable. It's in very uncomfortable. And makes, yeah. when, listening to through this and editing some of it, Made me feel really uncomfortable, but yeah. it'll be also be pretty funny. 
Yes, yes. So, yeah, so that's that's right. I do. I just only disclaim that because I don't want I, – I want – I do hope that it comes across what we're about is reality and not just about ourselves being insular and just continually microscoping ourselves. However, this to me is amazing that people like you guys would want to air something like this that makes you look so dumb or mean yeah. or whatever it is. It's, and it's, it's also would, not fair because you didn't – you lo- somehow lost your audio part of it, so you, you get a free pass <laughs> well, on Well, most one. of it yeah. is – observing you guys arguing in the room and not i wasn't even there so you know yeah i will say though that matt uh was the most calm because he was the mediator yeah yeah because he wasn't in the room i mean he wasn't experiencing it in person so well let's uh let's we'll narrate a little bit here uh uh we'll try and talk over this if we need to make some more sense does where it comes in at, does everybody understand the story about me talking about the whiskey bottle? That's yeah. the Joey's referring back to that story. Do we need to clarify what the original story was? I, I don't think so, but it was something along the lines of Toby told a story where he was drinking out of a whiskey bottle, and Joey thought that, that he should have clarified that he wasn't getting drunk or something like that. And so, something like that. And so, then what we have here, I cut out a little bit here where Joey makes a parallel point about, but what if you didn't tell somebody you were looking at, you said you were looking at porn, but you didn't qualify that you were sorry about it or wish that you hadn't. So, we'll just drop right, right in there. And here's clip number one. Let's just get started. This was re- as we were Ooh, recording gosh, the episode. So, I we, want we, to bring something to y'all's attention. Last week, I actually brought up a, uh, no, I think Toby told the story of how I approached him about being a little more guarded with his conversation that he had in front of some staff about drinking whiskey out of a whiskey bottle. And I'll I'll get to my point here in a second for those who didn't hear the episode last week. But Yeah, and then right there is where Joey goes into a thing about if you had looked at porn, would you tell people? And if you didn't qualify it, then would that be a problem? Do you need to qualify or whatever? Anyway, then uh, here's what happens. So... My whole argument is based on the fact that I do think drinking straight out of a whiskey bottle with no qualifiers does insinuate drunkenness, which we would all agree on. So that, I just wanted to clarify my point. What do y'all think about the the sex example? Um, so here's what I would say about that. Yeah, uh, everybody's uh, calm I, so far. Uh, yeah. I would say, first of all, looking at porn and drinking <laughs> from a whiskey bottle is just different. I mean, I, I mean, it just it just okay, is. I mean, l- hold on, hold on. No, I, no, I just want to make sure you understand. Hold on, let me just talk. Just I just want to make <laughs> sure you let understand. me talk. No, I want to make sure you understand. <laughs> but I've already heard what you said. But why, you don't understand what I'm saying. But why can't I just talk? Even if I got it wrong, this is what I'm saying. Like this because is, you don't understand. what But here, I'm saying. here's where right we get into trouble, and this is sure. what I wanted to talk about more. Like right now, you won't let me answer. I don't need your clarification, even if I'm completely wrong. You, you guys don't just, ever let me talk. We just did. You said you just talked for almost three minutes, like just explaining your point and now you want to explain further without even hearing me out you don't know if i understand or not i you do don't know no you don't you just said and if you do then you can clarify at the end but this is what i'm saying like so what sucks about this conversation is it comes across like matt and i are assholes and you are not and then like and this is what i want to talk about because you brought this up today that people wrote you that matt and that man how can you take it that you you get the the raw end of the deal and and honestly i think the people that wrote that to you are the people that would say that you know what I mean? For sure. No, we're talking and, a lot of our close friends. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. But at the same time, I think uh, there's no mention. It, I, first of all, I agree with you. I don't want our uh, 
podcast to be me and Matt against you, and I, I don't think it is, and I we don't I don't think Matt or I see it that way. And if we if if it is that way, then yeah, we need to correct it for sure. And I don't I don't want to be that way at all. But just like just now, like we try to say things to you, and I don't even think you get it. Like I I just want to talk for a second here, right? And like you no, let me clarify. So you so you get it, Toby. So you just don't get it. You got to get it, Toby. You get. And then so I am frustrated. I'm like, shut the fuck up for five seconds. Things. But you're like a right now. This like, you uh, bulldoze all the time. Of course, but just right. But now. I can't. No, but you are bulldozing. That's what you were just doing to me. But it's the nicer way of but doing. But I'm not it. allowed my, to do it. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I'm I just not allowed to, to. But you are. I just let you talk. Just, you are. But here's the here's the thing. I Toby. can't even talk right now. That's what I'm saying. Right. Well, now you know how so it feels. So you're, you're doing it to me. You do you it. You know exactly how it feels. And now. you do it to us, but we don't mention it or say anything about it because it's a part of chocolate. But you got to bring it up because you're actually hurt by it, or you say something about it, and it's this emotional thing that Matt and I don't have or don't experience and then you don't like it or you don't say something and then you answer with oh people are saying this i don't care you know if the podcast is this way and it's good for it you know i know it wouldn't be good if we were just the podcast or just me but look at what people are saying i mean i guarantee you we could give a uh hundred also on the side of man yeah joey was being dumb or, or whatever i told so, you examples of that too th- that's what i'm saying so my point is it's not just just because people are saying things and that's our whole point in bad christian being completely open and honest i would way rather and to use your uh, 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 storyline or, or whatever you want to call it. Your uh, stupid idea. Yeah, I'm stupid. and I don't get it. No, I, uh, didn't say I that. know, but I don't even. That's what I'm saying. I haven't even got to explain my point because I have to explain other points just to to <laughs> help you understand what I'm saying. I'm saying if I looked at porn and said, "Hey, I was watching. I was looking at porn, and all of a sudden this ESPN thing came up." I actually, on a certain level, believe that's way better than me not mentioning porn. Even if I don't give a shit about it, I actually think that's right. And I don't care about saying I drank from a whiskey bottle because that opens up way more conversation than me not mentioning it that I drank from a whiskey bottle. Whoever heard that story can Are say, you "Hey, guys, did thinking you get we're drunk? still on the air at hey, this point." Uh, you know, from your point that of view, insinuates that you might have got drunk because I think you're right. I don't. I, I don't care. Don't I think that you're right when you say. Drinking from a whiskey bottle. You knew we were just always looking for the He's just looking for the He was trying to get screwed, no, you know, I, drunk I, out of his brain. No, Maybe he was trying to. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't. It's not my responsibility. It's my responsibility to tell the story the way I want to tell the story, and then for people to ask questions. And I can't be responsible for them saying things like, "Oh man, well he's a drunkard." Okay, they call Jesus a drunkard. Whatever it might be. And honestly, a lot of times they're right. I have so got drunk. Be- I have got drunk on alcohol, and I think I should be able to say that just the same as not mentioning it. I just do. And so, so what is your take on the situation that I said about the porn? I don't understand. Uh, oh, well, you guys still haven't let me explain that, so y'all are just making an assumption. I, I, I don't Matt's talking in here too a lot, but we don't get to hear that part. Listen, Joey's quitting the podcast. He's walked off. <laughs> yeah, or talking. This is how you do it. You can't quit the podcast. We have a guest coming on in ten minutes. This isn't this isn't going to work. You cannot quit. I'm not going to do it right now. Okay, well then you're quitting back Christian cuz you're not going to do this shit. You have to grow up and be a big boy pants and really talk. If we're fucking pissing you off, then get fucking get pissed off. Don't walk away from this. That means this you don't want to do it cuz you're walking away from our podcast for no other reason than just Joey. You're walking away cuz of Joey and you're quitting on the podcast cuz we're going to talk about it. So you're quitting back Christian. No, you're you're quitting our podcast right now in the middle of it. So so what does that mean for me? What does that mean for Matt? What does that mean for our guest? You're quitting because you don't want to talk about what we're talking about. If I, if I don't walk out, then you guys are going to not see that. 
I think we're not Matt nagging said, and nitpicking. Pushed you off the cliff, made you leave. Like just the add on of it. Not that it was mean. Joey's already quit. Joey's already quit. Joey's already quit. So if I stay, you guys are going to do that. What do you, no, we're not. We're trying to have a conversation. You're the one. No, Joey. Do you not say that you're the one quitting? No, we're not quitting. And so are we. You think we're not fucking frustrated? No. Okay. It's a lot We're not in agreement, Joey. I'm trying to talk to you. You explained for th- almost three minutes of, of Nuss not saying a word, your story. And then I tried to respond, and then you tell me to my face, I don't get it. Because I wanted to make sure what do you need? To, okay, well, tell me what, what do I need to make sure about your story? What didn't I understand? Tell me now. Talking to the mic. We're still recording. I don't want to right You got to. <laughs> this is, said you this got is to. our whole thing. This is what you talk about, At making money point, and do, like, doing this for a living. Not yeah. listening. Not gonna do it, you say. I just, I, well, what I'm telling is, if you can't overcome this, there's way heavier shit that we have to overcome. That uh, it, it just is, Joey. That's, that's fine. So basically, you're saying if there's one time when I'm a little too weak to do something, you, I just can't do it's it. It's not me against you, and you're not too weak. That's, I mean, basically, you're saying if, if, if I would you walk out in the middle of fucking church <laughs> during response time if, if somebody was laughing? Would you walk out? If somebody pissed you off during response time, you'd walk out? This is your fucking career, what we're talking about wanting to do. You tell, you want to make money and do this for a living, and it's hard as shit. It's going to get hard. You don't just walk away. You don't get to. It's hard as shit. It's you do get not hard. get to walk out on this podcast right now. That's fucking terrible to do that to me and Matt. That is fucking terrible to do that to me and Matt right now. Put on the headphones and listen to what Matt says. Maybe I'm too emotional, but you need to listen. We're in a fucking business together. We get to tell each other some shit sometimes. This is our business, Joey. This is our business. I don't get to say don't quit. I don't get to say don't quit. Right now, Put on your headphones and listen to Matt. I mean, you need to at least listen to Matt before you exit. Matt, if you have anything you want to say, go ahead. <laughs> before you exit. <laughs> well, so, like, what was it that? What am I supposed to say at that point? I'm literally sitting here in my wife's closet. What? You know, I'm to, my dad. Uh, well, you know, Toby might be a little bit obnoxious there, Joey, but I think he might, maybe he has a point. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, this the, I, this is worth it, and it's uh, it's. I'm gonna read it really fast and it's really quick. Uh, but I was telling Toby that I found a letter that I was going to write to you guys, and it wasn't like the Emory after, after this. Yeah, argument. after this happened, yeah. um, it wasn't like the Emory letter that I wrote when I told you I was quitting the band and I'm rooting for you guys. Remember that P.S. Yep. I said P.S. Rooting for you guys. Yeah. All right, so here's what I wrote. I just lost, and this is very antagonistic. So pr- be prepared. <laughs> I just lost my mind, and it's embarrassing. I was in the wrong, most certainly, but I just broke. Started earlier when I was talking to Toby about comments that were made online about them being assholes and some about me being insensitive. I want to throw that in that they were picking on me, too. Also told them about some of our closest friends were asking me questions along the lines of, are you okay with how they talk to you? Still to this day, I've always defended what we do as entertainment, where recently I actually have gotten upset with you guys because I feel like not only do you disagree with me, you don't respect my thoughts and disregard slash ridicule them altogether. As some of us, as some of my best friends, I don't think it's too much to ask to feel respected. So you guys right then start criticizing how I'm approaching something, a subject on the podcast. I get a disgusting look from Toby. 
and I hear Matt's <laughs> and I hear Matt's condescending voice and I just snapped. You guys form certain things in your head about people and you stick with it no matter what. So now I'm attacking y'all's character. Like I'm off the so listen to this. Matt, you actually told me that I was going to go back to people and get more fuel for the fire and basically relish in them getting my back. Same things with opinions and how you guys view the world. Number one, you actually said that I need to operate with a shorter fuse and just go immediately off at the mouth. I'm not going to. You guys encourage people to live in community, but discourage me from valuing reflections from some of my best friends. Not going to stop doing that. <laughs> Number three, you've got an answer for everything. I don't like listening to podcasts, but I do a podcast. You guys don't listen to music, but you do music. But you also, that's different. And then the last one's the funniest. You guys heckle me about not listening to podcasts, but Toby, you haven't even listened to King's Kaleidoscope yet. <laughs> <laughs> and then I ended by saying, Busted. and when we discuss these things, I feel like we're on different uh, planets. I feel like I'm trying to understand your points of view, but there's very little of that from you you guys in return. <laughs> okay, so we, now we got Joey back on mic. So Joey, somehow, what didn't leave the room. Why didn't you, though? Why didn't you just walk out, Joey? Uh... Well, the only reason why I was going to leave is because I emotionally could not take it. I was so angry, and I didn't want to be in the same room with Toby. So I guess, I, honest, <laughs> honestly, when I did put when I did put the headphones back on, like Matt, you you were part of what made me snap because yep. you had that really annoyed tone in your voice, uh, and and that paired with Toby's look, I just couldn't take it. But when I put the headphones back on. Like, and I know that it was probably pretty calculated on your part, but you definitely had a very peaceful, calm, well, that was after sorrowful, you, well, I mean, sorrowful uh, tone to your voice. And I was, and it, it was calming because I was like, all right, Matt, Matt totally agrees with Toby, disagrees with me, but he cares about the situation. Yes, I care. And so I that care, automatically so was deeply. a. All right, here's you when you get back on, <laughs> here's when you get back on the mic. So, I, how, how am I the one on the personal level when I wasn't saying cussing the other person out and saying because i'm quitting really person. upset joy okay well I'm, I'm really upset too but don't just don't just tell me that i'm taking it to a personal level but I think that's not fair because you get to see me and i act ugly and i'm really upset and you see mine right on the front except for th there's nothing you just get to fucking walk out <laughs> i mean you just get to walk away you get to do that to me i mean is that what you're saying hey man i don't give a shit if i don't want to hear what you have to say Fuck you! I quit. I'm I'm weak. I'm weak right now, and that does hurt me, man. That really does hurt me, and it scares me because I'm like, if you can't handle this, if we can't have a conversation, I'm not. I mean, I I was not ganging up on you. If anything, I mean, your pushback and stuff that you do is just as bullying in a way to us. And you, I don't think you see that. And I don't want to be. I'm not on Matt's side. I don't ever think that. I think you think that. And then you answer back with, "Hey, I saw in the uh, you know some fans or friends said that you guys are this way, you know whatever." But I, I just wish and, you would, and I you said would say the it. But you you believe that you actually believe we're bullies and we're being fucking mean to you. That's what you actually believe, but you're not saying it. That'd be way better if you just owned no, up I, to it and think that. No, I would definitely say in the the last episode that's how I felt. And that's what I told y'all. I wanted to talk to y'all about some stuff. I know, and I wanted to bring it up because I wanted to make it. And you guys want you guys want to put it on the podcast, and you get upset when there's tension. So, me walking out would that be right? No, but I I didn't know what to do. I was very angry, and you guys want to record it. We can't record everything. We just can't. <laughs> <laughs> that's my point. Just I, I mean I, I'll make a really bold statement. I think that. I know you guys, obviously, after tonight, y'all totally disagree with this. 
I have a very, very, very long fuse. Matt, I was dishonest to you and I apologize because you brought up maybe uh, a month ago, and this is just part of me protecting my wife because I know she wants to stay out of it. But yes, I, I've actually, because I know you guys and I know where y'all are coming from, oftentimes after a podcast episode, I have to stick up for you guys because Priscilla's just like, it's just, she says, I agree with a lot of stuff that they say. It makes me laugh. I like Matt and Toby, but then sometimes it just sounds very mean. And then I have to hear the same stuff from Scott Sinclair. I have to hear the same stuff from John Basil. I have to hear the, the same stuff from Dr. Clifford. Well, Priscilla hears that from him. And it's just like, it it's gets, hold, hold on. It just gets a little overwhelming to have to keep defending this. And here's the thing is, I truly believe, I, I, I even think that it's a part of the entertainment process that we cannot get rid of. I actually like it. But I think there is a degree to where you guys just don't see anything outside of it. <laughs> so now I hope people aren't misunderstanding that when they when we're laughing now, we weren't literally laughing at Joey about to cry there in the moment. That's me laughing today. <laughs> Listen back to the clip. <laughs> yeah. At the time it was it was pretty pretty serious. So we have we have one more clip, but y'all have anything to add at that point thus far? I believe fully that Matt and I never thought about picking on you. We thought sense of humor and, I, and and we said this before too i think some of the things when you felt picked on was honestly because maybe you were dead ending a story or something like that and we didn't know where to go right so we were making a joke and which we thought you we would still laugh do at that. and you and, then, and you that, took it as a bullying so to do that. i think maybe too i think maybe we have toned back some of that so you don't think we're intentionally making fun of you. and i think now you also probably realize oh they're totally joking because i mean right. i think we all get made fun well, of the, yeah. th the thing about that was i really think that this issue and the week before it is not when you make fun of joey for being fat or saying a dumb story or having unprofessional broadcast man or anything it's nothing like that that stuff i really yeah, I can't don't believe is it but Matt, one time you actually did think the fat jokes bothered no me. that's what like, i'm that's what i was confused about me? until this event but here's what i'm telling you here's what i don't i still think toby might be missing this joey felt really dis, uh disrespected in this case because he felt like he had a really good uh intellectual and true and moral and valid point and we were disrespecting that by disagreeing with his actual point not the jokey banter stuff that people think and that's what right. other people are saying that's what i get so that's what i'm still frustrated to this day about is priscilla and dr clifford are saying joey can you take them being disrespectful to you and but they're talking about the jokes that you totally can handle and then you're feeling disrespected when we don't respect your actual points and so you're mixed, getting those two mixed together is, I really feel like, the problem. that we have. I hope, for the record, that you will say, when we're trying to be entertaining and crash on you for a joke, that is fine. Is it not fine? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But, but I, we were I being disrespectful some... of your points and bulldozing you and saying you, you, you don't get it or you're, this isn't a good point or we're about something different. Like That's different. I think that's what really yeah, that, was upsetting that, you. Yeah, that, but I... I will say this, though, that Toby and I have had uh, conversations before where I had to hear him say, dude, that was completely in fun. Because there's one time, and, and we had some of this recorded where the podcast ends, and it was in our 100th uh, best of episode where the podcast ends by him saying, dude, I hate Joey right now. And we had just gotten in a bad argument because he kept pushing the envelope with uh, saying that I was a social media addict to the point of abandoning <laughs> my kids. And so it got to the point where I was just like, I don't know if he's serious or not. And uh, so then I started getting mad because he just kept pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. And I actually needed to hear him say in a later conversation, dude, I was completely 100% joking, which to him 
justifiably, he's just like, do I have to spell that out? But for me, it's like, once you take a joke and you keep pushing it to no limits, it's like, when, when do I start thinking that there's some <laughs> sincerity in it? So we got another clip to do, but hang, you guys hang on just a second. I, I want to take a second for one of our sponsors. This is a sponsor that we love that I use specifically at my house, Bridget. And I love it. It's blue apron. So we, cook meals at home, but Blue Apron sends us the ingredients to the door. It comes in this awesome package. It's chilled. It's got this this ice in the bottom of it. Every single ingredient is there, and you don't waste anything. And we, the best part that we love is we don't have to choose uh, what we're going to do and go out to the store. We can choose a week ahead just by selecting off the menu. Let me tell you some of the stuff that they've got on for this week that we're going to have. We're going to have duck-a-flavored pulled chicken pitas with labna and cucumber, bulgur tabula. Uh, we're also going to have Veracruz-style fish with epizote, which I'm not even sure what it is, but it sounds exciting. Uh, we're also going to have shaved beef bao with hoisin and pickles and soba salad. So that's stuff that I wouldn't even pick out or know how to make if it wasn't for this. They send this card, and it has all the instructions and the pictures on it. And when I get done making it, it looks exactly like the picture. It's totally awesome. Um, we're, we're thrilled about doing it, and I really hope, I, I think you guys should try this. I think it, re- it really uh, saves you a lot of time on grocery shopping and, and decision making, and you just you just get to cook the meal. You learn a lot along the way of like how to cook. Like You learn a lot of techniques, and then you have the ingredient list to use in the future. Yeah, and I have to say, too, that it's unbelievable food. It's just unbelievable. Like I, I cannot express how amazed I was at myself for being able to cook food that tastes this good. And I didn't even know what this stuff was. Man. Yeah, it makes you look like a genius. I know. <laughs> I'm not just saying that, man. I, I was like, this awesome. food is so good. So why don't y'all give it a try? You'll cook incredible meals and be blown away by the quality and freshness. Blue Apron, it's a better way to cook. So check out this week's menu and get your first two meals for free by going to blueapron.com slash badchristian. It's our treat. The first two meals are on us when you go to blueapron.com slash badchristian. Okay, last clip here. We got a little bit more tension to come. Here we go. What we are saying, Great. even right now, I don't think you understand. Honestly, <laughs> I believe this is when I, I go back to, does Joey know me? We've had these conversations a million times, and I go, I don't, I don't understand, like, like, I feel like even right now, like, you're not even saying, like, that you're pissed off. You're like, oh, well, I have a long fuse, but my wife said this, and Dumpy said this, and Dumpy said, it'd be way better if you just said, Joey says, fuck you. Uh, just say that then. <laughs> well, be I, be I, that I, way on the pocket. I just that. said that I was going to leave, and that would have been that's a bad mood, and I would have been weak on my part. Just said that. No, but you didn't stay on the, you didn't stay with us. You were going to leave us. That's why I'm so upset is that happened before. And I've talked to you about this. It happened before to me. My best friend sent me a letter and left. Toby. And that, no, I, let me talk. I can be emotional. I, I'm, I'm not trying to bulldoze you. I'm me really, too. I'm really emotional. I'm talking about me. I'm not talking about you. That happened to me. And just now I saw it again. Hey man, I, I don't like what's going on. So I, fuck it. I'm, I'm quitting. I don't want to face it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to say, man, fuck you guys. Y'all are stupid. You, you wanted to hold it in and take it as the most emotional, biggest thing in the whole world, so much so that you would quit our business, that you would walk away from a, a great interview or whatever it might be. Of course, you're a great... Co- uh, no, I mean, I can't even believe that would be a question that you are a crucial part of it. Why do you think I said that? I don't... I'm begging you, don't leave. I am begging you. Toby is sitting here watching his best friend and business partner try to quit. Why do you think I'm trying to quit? Because you are you quitting our podcast. And I didn't make... No, listen. You are not going... You are going to walk away from our podcast, which is how we make money, which is how we tell all kinds of things. It's our biggest, biggest thing we do. And just because you want to not face something or, or call bullshit on it or whatever, 
you made it just this emotional thing where you where you get to walk away. You get to say whenever you want, you can walk away because it's too hard. Toby, how many times? Do, wait, do, I, you, do you hear what I'm saying? I hear what you're saying. Were you so you get to walk away whenever you want to? Can you no. ask that question? <laughs> you were just trying to do it, and I said it's wrong. That's okay. what I'm saying. I'm saying that it's so wrong. Here is, don't you're saying you can be emotional and I can't be emotional. No, no that's not what I'm you saying. You guys want to record I, this shit? I, this is real, I, but I don't want to. Okay, we'll, so there's we'll, going to be times we'll when I don't it. want to. We'll delete it. Don't okay. walk away. Okay. We'll delete every no, single well, thing. I, I'm don't sorry. walk away. If you're going to be with me in Bad Christian, there will be times when I do stupid stuff. Me too. And maybe I walk and out I'm of I'm going to be episode. right here because we're I'm fucking sorry. friends. I'm sorry. Maybe maybe I would not have been strong enough and, and I walked out. And you, that was, you have but to you be. can't say that means I quit Bad but you, Christian. But you don't get to do that with your church job. You don't get to do that with your family. You sure as hell don't get to do that with us. I sure as hell haven't showed up on a Sunday morning. You just didn't show up at all and just let it go? You didn't handle it? You didn't get a, a guest speaker? You didn't do all the things that you need to do? You didn't follow protocol for not being there? Have you ever left in the middle of a service? Have you ever left when your kid was crying and said, I can't deal with this. It's too hard right now. Or my kid's an asshole. I'm not going to, I'm So you done. guys could not have done an interview, just the two of, of you. Of course we could, but you are a crucial part. You're super funny. You ask great questions. You're yeah. going to have good well, insight. Well, here, here, here's the thing, and this, uh, like I said, I, I do want to be totally honest. You guys, you, you say that when we get in arguments, and I, I'm, I'm sorry, but because of how your personalities are, and, and here's the thing, is, is one thing I want to talk to you about is anytime I go to a conversation like this, Toby, you have to jump the gun and say, Joey doesn't even know me. What are you talking about? I can't be upset with you without you saying, I mean, because of I don't want to talk can. about anything then. But that's where, this is where my point is. You, you haven't heard what I'm saying. Of course you can be upset with me. I'm begging you, be upset with me. Don't walk away. That's not okay. And that's what we got. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's crazy because to, to this day, I can't believe that you put walking out of that episode to walking out on Bad Christian. I think that's There's a lot of insecurity there, though. And, it, and it's, and it's kind of, I mean, the point. Well, also, being, Joey did that with Emory. <laughs> right. I mean, Joey, right. I saw Joey. We were at a practice getting ready to move to Seattle. And then a few days later, I got a letter <laughs> and didn't see him again for in person for yeah. maybe. Yeah, but I don't totally know how different circumstances. No, but Joey, though, but but, but, maybe, not just because of that. I, mean, but just I, because I tried of to start a business with you <laughs> and you quit. And then that and honestly, I was emotional because I for me, I thought, uh oh, this is happening again. And how often is does, do you? Will this happen? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if this if it's if this happens in this situation, it's obviously going to get worse and yeah. happen a bunch more. Yeah. At that yeah. point, I was genuinely concerned, not emotionally like that, but I mean, I've had many. And this times, is our second podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> I've had many Just times kidding. of thinking, well, I guess I don't know if Joe. I mean, I can't predict Joey's stability, and he's quit before, and not emotionally, but I don't know. Maybe he will quit this. I yeah. mean, I've, we, I've told me I've discussed it. It is a point of insecurity. And Toby well, there may was. have his own issues of insecurity and abandonment that he brings to it, but whatever. I, it see, I mean that you know, it's not out of no nowhere. I don't. Yeah. I don't think. Well, there was a point super early on when we had a uh, family leave the church and that sort of thing, and I, I think it was definitely way more emotions talking. But I shouldn't have said it. But I was just like, man, I just wonder if this is even worth it. And you guys both, yeah, it was like red flags. Holy yep. crap, Joey's gone. I, I think for sure, I would say, Joey, you are, which is so funny. My, I wear my emotions way more on my sleeve, so you know exactly what I'm thinking. It might be stupid. <laughs> it might make me look foolish. Also, you can see it immediately. I can't hide it or whatever. I, but I am surprised. I actually have found now, way years later, 
you are extremely way more emotional than me. You take things, you're very sensitive, way more sensitive to, than I am. And then you hold on to that and, See, and I, mull it over and think about it and all stuff. And then yeah. at some point it blows up, but um, I actually disagree as crazy as that is. <laughs> I'm sure you do, but I mean, I don't, I, I mean, it's easy to see my emotions. I think yours, I mean, people say things. I think you really take it very serious, very no. sensitive. See, I, I mean, I'm way like my dad when it comes to having a super long fuse and super laid back with, like, I can't think of one thing that I'm upset about when it comes to people or anything anyone has said. I think you guys underestimate how I was perceiving what you guys were doing would, would drive anyone angry. Now, yeah, again, was I though, perceiving again. it wrong? Sure. But that doesn't mean I'm a sensitive person. I actually don't think I'm a sensitive person. I think person. that the, the long fuse still is something that I don't like. I do not appreciate your long fuse because I don't know what's going on until it pops, and it has a lot going on, no matter yeah, what. But that's, so that's, the long fuse is a negative to me. I'm not saying right. short fuse as in you should be mean and have a temper or be more like Toby's exactly. Right. However, the long fuse means I'm holding it in, I'm holding it in, I'm holding it in, now I explode. That's that's what that was to me. I still think Yeah, the long fuse thing means you are sensitive. It does bother you, but I'm not going to get that mad about it. I'm not going to show my emotions. I'll let it go. Because uh, in that moment, I thought we were that, disagreeing though. about a whiskey bottle and a testimony and witness and stuff like that, and then you left. How did, was You know what I mean? That's the, that's right. the result of long fuse to me. But, but in my defense, uh, I had planned on and had even even texted you guys mm -hmm. before that episode was recorded to talk to you guys. Yeah, fair enough. So it wasn't like this sure. uh, explosion. Well, so we got through that, him. and then we uh, got him back on thing. We had delayed the episode that we were doing. We told our guest to hang on. It was Jake Doctor from uh, the yeah. when we were talking about the Ferguson stuff on a racism episode back then. But seconds after that interchange, we got him on the line. He's like, "Hey, man." Tell us about Ferguson and got right back with it and finished the episode. So, so the episode aired minus that fight, and we did it in real time. Like, it really was the, the beginning of the episode. Then we had the fight, brought the guests on, did that. Toby tried to cut it with a joke here at the Why end. Why don't we just do it right now? Yeah, I can do it. Let's just do it. If we have no time, tell him sorry. Blame it on me. Lord knows, don't blame it on Joey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man, I still think that's hard to listen to. I mean, I, oh, I can laugh at it, but it definitely feels uncomfortable. And I still, I guess, honestly, I still don't know if we totally are in agreement. I think that's something that's oh, just yeah, like, that's, oh, yeah, I don't definitely. think so either. Yeah, agreement about the whiskey bottle or agreement yeah, about everything. over everything. I guess, yeah, yeah I would say everything, everything. except for think, for the record, people. When we're making fun of Joey in a general way, it's okay. It's approved by Joey, and it's necessary to keep the show going sometimes is the way that toby and i see it and joey do you agree with that or not yeah of course okay because i think uh, the thing i hate about it is it makes toby and i look like bad guys because we sound like we are hard on you but that's not really the thing that causes this other stuff so people are misunderstanding the no, I think what we're it is all hard on each other yeah well i think too probably what has happened is here's and i'll just be totally honest i think there are times where you'll tell a story and it dead ends and we don't know what to do to try to keep everything moving so we were Doing low bar humor, I think more like we, it, the easiest thing to do is go. Well, Joey's stupid. That was a stupid thing to say, or something, <laughs> like, and we die laughing. Yeah. Yep. Even though that's just us getting out of it, we don't actually think you're stupid, and it makes your dead end story funny. Yeah, or not right? even well, dead that, end that, stories, That's a character yeah, thing just, of Joey. Yeah. You know, it's it's part of Joey's yep. character of telling us a story. Like our friend Ben, he tells a story, and you know, everybody stops talking or something like right. that. Like you tell a dead end story, and we make it funny at the end. That's part of your thing. But I do think. 
maybe one thing we've changed is it's really easy just to say something like you're stupid or fat or whatever. That's a really low bar. So I think hopefully we've improved on that. Which to where I don't care about the low bar. No, right, right. And, and here, right. Here's one thing, But it's, it's funnier to say something more intelligent. I th- Yeah, I think you guys, I don't know if this will make you mad or not. Here he goes. Here we go. <sighs> I'm out of here. That's <laughs> 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 good. Uh, no, I think that while you guys see me as sensitive, you guys don't see how manipulative you guys are. So oh, here's I see the thing: is we, yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I feel no, like no, I'm no, very I manipulative. No, so here, here's the thing: is we've been in the car before together, and you guys are explaining just how you manipulate people. So when we get in some of these <laughs> arguments, I sometimes I have no idea whether Toby is saying stuff just to keep things together or whether he means this means that there are times when I've definitely called Toby out on things and basically like, yeah, whatever you didn't even. And so there is an element of, I know there has been times where Toby has said something instead of just coming right out and saying, Hey, that's a sucky idea. You do it in a way where it's not gonna. And I don't like that either. Like I I like a little more straightforwardness and I think it's unfair for you guys to take a situation like this and just stamp me with, Oh, I'm sensitive, so we have to tippy toe around Joey because that's that's sure as hell is not the case. Yep. Well, I hope everybody all. could stand to either either that was boring and you didn't understand what was going yeah. on, or it was hope super it uncomfortable and it made you really feel uncomfortable. But we're all good. That was many months ago, and uh, it's many normal. As I think anybody that has a marriage or close friendships, I would imagine. Here, has stuff like that. I think that's normal. I don't even think that's that bad of a fight in the grand scheme of yeah. the ones that people have. But it is a pretty uh, profound one to air, or to you know, in that in that kind of sense. So, thank you for listening to that uh, as much as you have. Let's take a quick break here, and then we're going to talk about the topic that we wanted to talk about and have some stuff on today. And that is, is the church a business? How does this all work? So, we'll be right back. All right. There's no official advertisement in the break today. All I'm going to do is ask you to go to badchristian.com, go to the blog, and read the first chapter of Aaron Lunsford from As Cities Burns book. This is a book I like. It's a book we love, and it's a book we're releasing on BC Words. Just go check it out. See if it's for you or not. There'll be a pre-order up soon. There'll be copies available at the As Cities Burn and Emory shows coming up. But just go check it out. He's a great writer. It's very fun. Very interesting stuff. And then secondly, I want to remind you to go download The Money Pit. The Money Pit is Bobby and Nick from Gatsby's American Dream, who we used to tour with. They have a new band called The Money Pit. They're giving away four songs right now. We're going to do everything we can to help that band out because we really like them. And I really think you will too. So go to moneypitmusic.com right now. Download four free songs and decide if you like it. That's what we're about here. We're trying to help artists. We're trying to help musicians, writers, whatever we can do. We're trying to promote stuff that we think is good, and when it's free, even better. So Aaron Lunsford's book and Money Pit Music's music is free. Please, right now, while you're listening to this podcast, go download it. Go read it. Go do this stuff right now. MoneyPitMusic.com and BadChristian.com's blog, Aaron Lunsford's book, Chapter 1. Oh, yeah, I almost forgot. I'm going to run an ad for my other podcast, Break It Down. Break it down, Dada. Break it down, oh, break it down. The Break It Down podcast. Definitely your second favorite podcast on earth. This week, my guest is Science Mike McHarg. He hosts a podcast called Ask Science Mike. He's a quite brilliant dude. I sat down with him and we talked about a whole bunch of weird stuff. I think you'll be interested to hear it. 
greater mathematical complexity of a collection of quantum effects and atoms known as Kurt Cobain <laughs> could create new Kurt Cobain material. <laughs> well, By I the love- way, this is easily my favorite interview I've ever done. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> I don't worry about a super aggressive AI. I'm frightened of an infinitely indifferent AI that wipes us out by accident or by happenstance in pursuing its goals, whatever they may be. All right, that's BreakItDownPod.com. Go subscribe on iTunes today. Yeah! And we're back! Yes. Can you change your voice? I haven't got to do that in a long time, I feel like. change your voice. I used to love saying that. Um, do y'all want to now? Now, do you want to circle all the way back and y- y'all want to try to do the evolution debate and try to not get into a giant argument? Or was that a- <laughs> Joey? You are stupid. Probably the most knowledge- knowledgeable person Idiot. I know when it comes to evolution. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's do, let's do this church business thing. This came up. I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit in in a, in a little bit. But I saw that Brian Houston, the guy from Hillsong. Uh, publishes salary and got and, and became transparent about that. And we were talking about salaries and stuff like that the other day. So that's just something I wanted to talk about today and ask you guys to uh, think about that. What does it mean? I mean, where are we at? Let's just talk about the church being a business. What What do you guys think about it? Is it right? Oh what are man, we doing? I have so much I have to I want to say on this, and I also work at a church, and so um, I'm my I would say for me I feel skewed and somewhat pulled in a lot of ways. Um, and I don't know if I was the one that was supposed to start, Matt yeah, or, go ahead. or Joey. Yeah, you but, had an um, article or something. I would say that the system – oh, yeah, I do. I'll find that too after I, I say this while you guys are talking. But um, uh, I would say that the church almost has to be a business. I think people don't like that because we're talking about the business of saving souls or whatever, you know. But it it is has to be almost run like a corporation, especially the larger you get. You have to have staff. Yeah. You have to have a building. You have to do all these things. So it is very business-like. And I think you make business decisions a lot of times that definitely affect the amount of souls that you could potentially save negatively or positively. So my vote is, yeah, I think a lot of churches probably do work on just a business model. Well, you say that a lot, though, Toby. Your kind of point of view that I really like isn't defensive of the church and saying, well, this is the right way and we got to do it this way. It's not so much that. You actually sometimes will say, well, the church is entertainment. It is a show. It is a business. We need to admit it, and then we can do that. So that I kind of like, on the other hand, as opposed to just uh, defending everything softly and saying, you know, respect to the authorities that be. And stuff right. Like I, w- that. I wish we would be more open with just, yeah, it, 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 this is fun or this is entertainment or this is a business. We have, a we have to do it this you say way. That a lot. It's a yeah. show. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't see how anyone can argue against church being run like a business. I think the offensive thing for most people is to just write the church off as a business because it's like, whoa, 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 whoa that, no, we're not here to make money. You know, we're not here to uh, expand stuff. But I do think that. If we were all honest, there are certain things that we want to do and motivated for just like a business. Like, I, I want to see this church grow. I want to look at statements and see more people giving money. Right. You know, uh, now, sure, I could say, yeah, at the end of the day, I just want to see souls saved. But there's also a part of me that wants my superiors to see that we have bigger numbers here. Is, is the, totally. What are the numbers that you receive weekly, Joey, as, as a pastor? When you get the numbers from the, first of all, some people think that sounds crazy that you just get numbers, and that's how you evaluate the week, by the way. But right. what numbers do you get 
each week as a pastor that you say, oh, that was good, that was bad? Uh, I mean, attendance and giving. Attendance, giving. You don't even have numbers of baptisms or salvations or anything like that? Uh, no, we need to kind of keep track of that on our own. But, uh, yeah, you know me. I have a tough one with the salvation thing. Um, do, you, do you evaluate the week based on attendance and giving? Is that your typical Monday evaluation? No, but I do fall into the trap of getting bummed out about low attendance and everything just because there's so many um, implications that you can make uh, because it's it's hard to, to be outside of that business sort of thing. I mean, yep. I'm, I'm sorry, but if, if our campus... Uh, you know, next week has 50 less people and then the next camp is 25. I mean, next Sunday, 25 less and the next Sunday, 30 less. Someone's going to ask questions yep. and I'm going to ask questions too and be like, whoa, 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 what are we doing wrong? Now, now, do you think they ask those questions because money really is that important? Like, are they asking because, hey, if people stop coming, are they just thinking we need to change something to make more people come because of the gospel or how much of that? Obviously, they care about that, but how much of it is actually we want people safe their souls saved and, and to know Jesus and to, and to grow in their Christian faith. Like what, how much of it is money? What percentage of it is, uh Oh, if we don't, if not more people there, there is more, we're missing out on some funds to keep our church going. Yeah. If it gets small enough, you lose your job. Uh, I think it's period. when you run a church like this, it's impossible not to be concerned about money. It's impossible. Right. You can't not. I mean, yeah. Churches of this size, we've all put ourselves in a position where we have to care about money, and I don't think we should be apologetic about that. Right. Now, I think what maybe needs to be evaluated, and the big question that I have is, here's the thing, is I see, Toby and I both see, Matt, you've seen it at Mars Hill, all the good that comes out all the time of churches like this. There's so much good. I think what I'm reevaluating is, can there be more good in uh, starting a church framework that's different? Right. So words, is the church a business uh, and is it run that way? Yes. But could there be alternative ways that have not been explored? That's what maybe that's what you're saying for sure. That's my opinion. Yeah. I mean, not that it's all I, wrong, I'm but just, couldn't there be way better ways to do it? Probably. Don't know. Yeah. Because I'm inundated with, I mean, I could tell you story after story after story just at this, uh, you know, I say smaller Seacoast campus, but in all actuality, uh, numerically, it's one of the biggest churches in the world because most churches are like 80 and below but i mean just so many good things happening all the time but i, I want to throw this out there because i think toby's article will probably um you know uh the, i think mine may be a little more foundational so if all uh talking about money if all christians uh in 2008 for example gave 10 percent instead of the average 2.43 there'd be 172 billion extra dollars available now think about 172 billion dollars if people just gave like they should 10 percent. as soon as it comes to church giving this pastor turns into a math whiz doesn't he yeah (laughs) so that's that's from uh that's from christianpost.com now barna group says that a quarter of all americans stopped giving altogether so a quarter of all americans um that were giving have stopped giving and here are some potential reasons listen to this uh, comparatively, what do churches spend on personnel, buildings, and administration expenses? 
Those items consume eighty-two percent of the average 80, uh, church. Say those budget. again. What 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 consumes eighty-two percent? Right, so personnel, people on staff, uh-huh. yeah. buildings, and yep. then administration expenses. So traveling, paper for the yeah, uh, accounting so software, eighty-two percent, eighty-two percent of money, eighty-two percent of so the money that that we give when we give our two point four or our ten percent or whatever it is when we're right. giving so those forty dollars a week or whatever it is that eighty-two right. percent of that is going to structure administration whatever. Right. Um, so people like Joey and I. <laughs> yeah. All right. So listen to this. Listen to this. Three percent of the average church budget goes to children's and youth programs, two percent for adult programs, and then local and national benevolence receives one percent of the typical church budget. Right. So 1%. real quickly, let me caution there. That's general, so that includes every shitty church too. Exactly. Don't brag and say my church is actually good. We give 9% to missions, whatever. That's still insane. Yeah. Your your administration is still crazy. Your salaries, the all the stuff, the building, the stuff that just goes to make the worship band be there just so you can have it just to all the general stuff still is by far the stuff that makes you as an attender comfortable and makes your stuff look good and run good, that's still by far the most of where everybody's money's going. Right. Uh, and here's here's an observation that the article made. Uh, quote, churches on the whole are continuing to spend more on current members and less on the larger mission of the church and cutting uh, and cutting back on missionaries. Customers so, always right. Yeah. So, uh, and and... I have to say this, and you guys can heckle me for it, but uh, do not edit this or you're fired, whoever edits it. Oh, okay. yeah, Matt does. <laughs> <laughs> but I... I, Man, if you edit this, it's over. <laughs> if you edit what Joey's about to say, you do, you do not talk to Joey and I again. Go ahead, Joey. <laughs> this could so come across of, of me being flippant and unappreciative of the fact that I have a job mm. that supports my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Stop. I can't I, you're concentrate. You're a pastor. I'm trying to help you. But I can't concentrate. Um, that I, So I'm very appreciative. I have a full-time job that Jesus. a church has employed me with. Amen. What I... And here's the thing is, in order to run a church like Seacoast or Mars Hill or Saddleback or mm-hmm. North Point, you have to have the expenses to pay people. Hallelujah. My question is, again, goes back to... Preach it. Does there need to be less and less of these churches being started? In other words, is is this the right way to go? Because you cannot get away from the fact that 1% of all tithe going to local and national benevolence, that's just not the church's call. It's just not. It's the one percenters. You cannot get away from that. I, I think what it shows Toby, me, are you appreciative that Seacoast Baptist? <laughs> oh, here I go. I'm worshiping. I'm worshiping the Lord. I'm having fun at my church. I'm worshiping the Lord. Um, yeah, I'm very appreciative. Uh, I, I mean, I love my job. I, I, I enjoy working at a church. I would also say it's very easy to look at these numbers and blame the staff or the pastors right. that that's the thing that's really oh, if, yeah, you, yeah. if you notice people go to churches that look like them right. and represent who saying. they are and what the they want so right. i mean who you blame. yeah i mean the, the people at the church want the kind of music and the amount of money it takes to put put on the show like every week a like that's what i'm saying like i'm okay with it being called a show or christian entertainment or whatever because imagine if you went somewhere else every week and that much of a production was put on for you for the amount that you don't pay you know what I mean? Like Joey just said, I mean, with tithes, most people don't even tithe. 
Most people don't really give. There's some people that pay for the few, you know, uh, there's a few that pay for the, for the masses. And so for me, it's just like kind of a, a thing. That's what, that's the thing I don't like about it is church is set up and it looks like you and what you want. Yep. And so that's where you go and maybe give your money sometimes. And well, so you don't necessarily have ownership of it. You yeah, well, most care. of what's going on it's is the so church long, business yeah. trying to outcompete the other business and dominate the market share to keep to give the customer what they want to earn the customer's money. That's 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 I would say that's eighty two percent of the the you know day to day thought process by what's going like what's happening. Now I know there's a vision pastor somewhere that's thinking this way and people are praying about this. I'm not negating those things, but I'm saying day in and day out, if you see, oh, the worship leader and then the this and then the guy that's counting this and the ushers and it's this and that, they're just operating a system and that takes most of the literal calories burned just to operate the system and make it one that's competitive in the marketplace. That's most of what's going on most of the time by most of the people. Don't you think? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think I think so. I, th- I think it just it, it's it's just really easy to comply. I remember my dad, who my papa, his father was a pastor, and my I can remember my dad saying, uh, "Yeah, what does a pastor do? He gets all that money, and he doesn't, and, and that's all he thought." But my dad goes to those churches and has said those things, and, and didn't understand what a pastor actually does. And I think part of it too is, I think we should say more things like this of how we run our churches. How people are, 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 where the finances are going more and more clearly. We need to be more open and upfront, and people need to say, I mean, you need to hear that. Like, hey, this year our church, instead of, it, it sounds way better to go, this year our church, uh, we had 100 baptisms and we gave $10,000 to da da da. But if you put $10,000 in context of, oh, yeah, but we ended up having total giving was 500000 yeah. And you only yep. gave away 10,000 of it. That that's not as great. You know what I mean? We only it, it's very it's a lot better for congregants and for pastors and and for staff and clergy to be able to just say, "Oh, this is the good that we've done" as opposed to, "Well, this this numbers are kind of skewed." Right. Toby, did you have something you wanted to share article? Well, yeah, uh I did I do want to share this. Uh a friend on Facebook sent this, and I don't know if he wants me I don't know I don't think he goes to this church, but I thought it was kind of interesting he posted. So I'll just call him Chris. Um, I would say his last name, but just in case he goes to this church, because this church is it's hardcore. They are serious. Uh, I'm not even going to say the name of them because I don't want to just say the this. The volume to him. of your voice never ceases to amaze. It's amazing, isn't it? I just can't. It's it. seriously wonderful. Like you have it's a God microphone. Given. It's and a I'm gift in your room, in the same it's, room, and you. It's God's talk gift. Quieter. God's gift. It's killing me. Um. So so this church, it's a Baptist church. Wrote one of their members. And the subject of the of the letter, hand typed red letter says, um, "Subject: financial delinquency." And this came out. This this was sent <laughs> July second of twenty fifteen. It says, "In sending this letter, is with much regret we value you as a member of our con- congregation and your attendance in the worship services. You are currently delinquent in your financial support." <laughs> <laughs> then they show quotes, and it says, anytime a member fails to contribute the minimum assessed amount for three or more months in the year, that member becomes delinquent. In order not to be removed from the church uh, role, your attention to this matter is greatly appreciated. And they said, to be a member in good standing and to have a right vote, adults are to contribute the minimum of $50 per month. Uh, then there's another $150. The assessments uh, 
for a special day was 150 and then the assessment for the church anniversary was 250 youth members are to contribute $5 per month and then 15 for the special day and then for a church assessment as well said please contact the church office from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Wednesday or Thursday to review your financial stuff and if you're having any hardship that this has been extended for uh, if you were placed on a hardship this has been extended for 90 days you should take make every effort to contribute the amount fully required Yours in Christ, and then it's, it's, <laughs> well, that's a combination. That's a combination of somebody. They didn't. I mean, that's a combination of a, somebody lifting language from a condominium a homeowners association that levies assessments and such, and right. a, a totally debt, a debt collector. <laughs> that, that those languages. So what you're, is is what you're implying here is the church things. didn't even write this language itself. It just st- stole well, it from their right. condo. Well, I mean, agreement. it lifted language from those two types of business <laughs> right. arrangements: the debt collectors and uh, homeowners associations. I've, I'm familiar with both. I've had trouble with both in my day. But so uh, yeah, I, I would say part of me th- this is like a business thing. I mean, the the, uh, the church sent a financial delinquency letter. Right. I mean, that is the most business thing you could do. But, uh, and this conversation kind of happened on Facebook, and I think we might all be in agreement. I don't know if I necessarily have as big of a problem with this as most. That's really I believe It sounds like to me that this might have been made clear when you became a member. Hey, this is what you do. The the same way as if you join Costco. If you want to shop at Costco, you got to pay 50 bucks or Sam's Club, whatever. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. Where I think it goes to business and not enough about God and the gospel and stuff is, uh, and Matt, I think this was your idea, but I, I love the idea of, I love the idea first of no matter what we all give, you know, when you, when you attend a church, you do give, you're required to give whatever that looks like. Now, maybe that ain't necessarily to the church that you go to, but if the church says, Hey, we need this to operate or we need to change our operations, then, you know, whatever that is needed to give. But I do think what should happen is this person should have been sent money. Hey, you haven't given in three months. You must need help. So here you go. Here's, the the amount you owe is a whatever it is make up an amount one hundred and fifty dollars. The church sends that person one hundred and fifty dollars and says, "Okay, what we want you to do is give out of that." Now you have one hundred fifty dollars to give out of. Do it and let's talk about it and let's have a good conversation about it. How are you able to give? How are you being blessed? You know, have some real conversation about God as opposed to hey, if you don't pay the bills, sorry, just nothing. Like that seems a little bit harsh. But I'm actually okay if you made an agreement and you just don't want to pay anymore. Okay, just don't come to our church. I'd have a hard time. That's okay. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I am too. The $250 special assessment for the Christmas service is what got me in the, Like That must have been a whopper. They had some flowers. They had a brass band come in to play the song. <laughs> they showed out. They showed out for the special right, here, Here's the thing too, and we've, we've, uh, we've talked to a pastor that we've really respected about that very thing that toby said at the end there hey if you don't want to give that's fine just don't come back here and that's a hard one for people to accept but i i have toby's back 100 percent because here here's the thing is you are going to quickly have a church of 15 20 25 three however many that are at least sold out and it's not like they don't have another place to go they can go anywhere they want yeah, it's totally. not like no other church is going to make you pay no. So why 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 couldn't you be allowed to say, hey, our church, you have to, right? And you don't have to come. And that's what I'm thinking. I mean, and just to be laid out loud here, we have talked myself and Joey at least, and Matt maybe even a little bit of what church could look like 
what if one day we were to start a church and what it could be. I actually want to go to church where people are invested and they are giving their money to the church and they have a say of, hey, listen, let's don't spend this amount of money on a sound system. Let's spend this amount of money on a sound system because this is what we think we need and what we want. And and you really do steward wisely the money, not saying that churches don't do that. And I I think our church is is a great example of of actually stewarding money really well and trying to be on top of it. Don't do that. I don't get to say that, but I'm going to no matter what. I do think they are a great church of stewarding money, and I've I've been at churches that didn't. I mean, I I mean, I'm not talking bad about Uh another church that I worked at right now. I'm not even going to mention it, but I I do think there were times where I was like, "Whoa, this is kind of shocking." The the money stuff seems a little bit up in the air at the very least. You know, let's go into not 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 shady, but just not there. Yeah, but this is the this is the granddaddy issue, and this is where this is heading, and this is where it actually matters and and everything, and that's is the area of of transparency. I believe that is like the the underpinning of all this stuff, and most excitingly, I think the most area for change, improvement, and everything really does lie in this area of transparency, honesty, uh, and like you said, having people be more involved. I think there's a there's the church is notorious for being, as we always say, with music and every other thing, for being slow, for being behind, for not being immediately responsive, for, for not keeping up. They just copy what works and copy and copy it. That's, that's a typical right. thing of church. But guess what? The, even the landscape of business, this is what I can't get over, is even the landscape of businesses are changing now. And the church is going to, what, what's going to continue to happen, and you'll notice this, is the church is going to continue to be uh, like an old style business. Like the best businesses now are startups and they're Airbnb and there's stuff like that. It's not Kodak anymore. It's not, right. it's, it's not Dow right. Chemical. That's the way the church still acts. And so it's going to be outdated. But when these new companies that are super efficient, super clear, super transparent, not that every company's ultra transparent, but there's many for-profit awesome companies that are much much more transparent, lean, and efficient, and involve the cu- customer and the consumer in more decisions than the church does by a long shot. So to me, I think it's inevitable the church will get with it. Unfortunately, it'll be behind. But I'm, I'm just wanna, I want people to start thinking that way, start noticing that, that your church is probably a little bit behind. So let's try to, to think about this collectively. I'm not just trying to be negative. I'm saying think about it. You know, ask, ask your church about it. Have discussions about it, stuff like that. And that's why I'm so excited, as much as stuff as I think negative about stuff, I'm so excited that the Hillsong guy, Brian Houston, came under some, like, attack, and he, he opens the thing kind of in a scathing way, which I thought was really cool. He put out a letter. Y'all should read it. Don't just get what I'm going to say from it. But it, uh, he says... The truth is Hillsong's profile means that the levels of scrutiny on myself and my family, which quite frankly does not seem consistent with any other minister of religion or charity or CEO in Australia. For that reason, I want to share with you a bit about my world and perhaps bring some clarity to areas of our ministry that you may or may not have wondered about. So, you know, he, in response to people criticizing him and saying that, I don't know what what they would have been saying in the first place, uh, he said, well, I'll just get out ahead of it, and I'm going to tell a bunch of financial details about himself. Now, Hillsong is huge. This guy could be, first of yeah. all, I guess is relatively modest, I think, what he ha- has, earns, and makes. But he could be making millions of dollars. I mean, there's, there's money yeah. for him to, sure. to get whatever he would want should he want to do that. But he says, my, personal to- my total personal income from Hillsong Church in its entirety is $150,000, including 
fringe benefits plus uh, the use of a Caprice car. And along with just over another $150,000 from his uh, ministry thing called uh, Leadership Ministries, which makes his complete and total personal income. So he makes 300000 total between those two things. He drives a, uh, a, a, it's a, called a Holden Caprice. I don't know if it's like a Chevy Caprice. And his wife, Bobby, drives a three-year-old Audi Q7. And he also has a motorbike that he rides. So that he said that the, there is groups that decide that and vote on it and what that is, but that is the total amount of his income. He does not make any more money for, for uh, other salaries, for books. He doesn't make even one dime anywhere that he speaks. He will not take any. If there is any honorarium or anything, he just gives that in. So he won't accept more than that amount of money from any source. He had a couple of properties that his ministry owns that was a house that they used to own as one of them, a one-bedroom apartment. And then uh, some one other piece of property that they have. Uh, so what? Go ahead. So what do you mean, Matt? When he when he talks at a conference, it he, comes out of pocket to travel there and everything. No, no, they, they'll cover his. The next section is travel. They they cover his tra- when Bobby or I travel. Uh, the normal practice being that the church pays for it, or the people that he's going to speak at will pay for the expenses there. But he won't take any dollars in in. To, to, he doesn't have any fee to do speaking anywhere at any conference. Like profit. He didn't really yeah. do profit. He wouldn't get any of the money cool. no matter what. And if there was money that they insisted on giving him, it just goes to the church or his whatever that organization kind of thing is. Uh, he says his family is uh, totally accountable. He, some of his kids and stuff work in the organization, but they they don't get anything different at all. And and I don't know if that's all published, but, you know, he's got all that done and uh yeah, so I mean, he, I don't know. I think that's incredible. So three hundred thousand dollars is a, kind of a lot of money, but not really, especially at the level that he's at and the size of his church. But the fact that he would disclose that is just awesome. I just don't see any reason why anybody else wouldn't do that. I just really don't. Yeah. I think that's so good. It's a step in the right direction, and I think that would make you probably more likely to want to give support but, and be involved at that church. Yeah, so, Joey, Joey, how much do you make? Uh, so Matt. <laughs> Do you think that's good that he that he said that? Yes, I do. Uh, but here's here's where Matt is. Uh, me knowing Matt, here's where I think. Oh, Matt, you're about to get busted by a pastor. <laughs> Preach it. Here's where I think Matt would want to take this. Is okay. Well, then, what the best thing would be for all of Hillsong yeah. employees to release them too. So there's no secrets. Everybody knows uh, how much people are getting paid and all that stuff. And here's the thing: is maybe. St- if you start a church like that and just say, hey, before you work here, just letting you know that uh, everybody's going to know how much you get paid. You're going to know what other people get paid and all that stuff. But if you just make a switch like that, dude, you are just asking for trouble. So I think for a church that does not reveal the salaries of their employees, the <laughs> Matt, <laughs> Matt said, don't talk about wisdom. The wisdom there is that <laughs> the employees can't handle it. They cannot handle it. So let's say I reveal my why salary. Why can government workers, other... why can our stupid government workers handle it that their salaries are public and other nonprofits? Why can they handle it and churches can't? So like governors, Senate, all yep, that stuff? All of it. President, school teachers, firemen, everybody, public. Nonprofits, the, you can look up how much the CEO of Goodwill well, makes I and think, everybody else. Why, I, why can't churches handle it? 
Well, shoot me back on this because it could be ignorance, but I would say that there is some sort of a system in place uh, that is way more finite, concrete, and predictable when it comes to those jobs where you know, you may have someone uh, come on the scene at a church that has this kind of experience that maybe has this sort of need that they bring to the interview. Interpersonal saying, staff I, I, drama is the, is the only reason you're giving me. I'll, I'll concede that, that Johnny might get mad that Bobby gets paid 12000 more and a different benefit than him. That's it? That's the only reason? That's, that's enough to keep all t- people that are giving their money to not be able to know anything about how it gets used? Well, yeah. what what if the people are pissed that uh, their pastor isn't getting paid more, or what if I mean? Okay, I don't it's know. It's just so why well, hide the information? Is my question. No, Matt, you're right, and I mean, I I don't. I would have to say, I guess I'm a hypocrite. I I would fully, I feel 100 percent totally fine with people knowing how much I make, and I do tell people sometimes when they ask, but. I guess you're right. I mean, the only reason I wouldn't is because I wouldn't want somebody's feelings to get hurt. Well, are y'all just because? Well, well, put it this way: Are you guys more or less? Are you guys even allowed to say what you make if you wanted to? No, I don't think so. Is it a policy? You you can't. I think so. Really? Um, I think so. I think there's just uh, salaries you just keep it to yourself. I mean, I I think I I can't say that with certainty, but um, yeah, I where where churches are at right now, especially a large church with a lot of staff. I don't think you can do anything other than that. I think it would be amazing if all churches just did it and said, okay, this right. might hurt a little bit, but we need to fix it. I mean, you, you know what I mean? Like, I agree with you, man. I'm just I think hoping people will the, pressure the thing it. Is the public wants it. it, they will. Here's what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Don't be an ass. Don't be mean. If the public pressure, as I said before, if the consumer is always right, the church consumer is ultimately getting what they want in church. That is what's happening. That is how they respond. In the long run, there will be demand for this, and it will happen. So don't be an ass. However, make that part of your demand. That's what, you, that's what we want to see, isn't it? I mean, and I don't mean you have to interrupt church and yell it. You could talk about it in your groups. I mean, you can ask politely to your leaders, how much, hey, how much does so-and-so earn? How does this work? Where's my money go? You can ask that. You can do that politely. It's not subversive or anything. The, if the demand is there, this will, it will begin to happen and it will be healthier. That's what I'm saying. Well, I think probably what most churches would say too is there are is like a board of elders or deacons or trustees or whatever that do know and vote on the pastor's salary. But you're right, that's still hidden to an extent. Ah, I, I don't ones. know why Everybody should know how much their pastor makes. I don't know why that isn't the case. It okay, just should be. Okay, I make twenty seven hundred dollars uh, a year, and I have a hundred dollar a week uh, stipend. <laughs> <laughs> Joey and I know how much each other makes. We know, but we're friends, so sure. You know what I mean? That's that's just why we right. know that. All so, I'm saying is, government workers. I was so other so nonprofits. When I'm trying to think of many, a, many, many for profit companies are much more transparent. So you you do the math on that. I agree. I'm trying to think of, and I can't think of one. I don't. Uh, I guess, but of what would be a good reason to not tell people? Well, like, so, is, there, is there any really good reason to not tell people how much you make? Only because they might would know, and they might judge you. Is that the thing? Like, I mean. That's, that, that'd be exposing their sin, right? Not, not your own. Well, you're, you're definitely opening yourself up to uh, per, potentially an attention shift of stuff that doesn't need to be focused on. Right, but it, just now, like anything again, else, it'll get sorted Matt, out. again, as a whole, I agree with you. I just I don't see there being a healthy way of making that change uh, instantaneously. I didn't and say let me instantaneous. Just give you an example. It's not going to happen instantaneous, and it is going to happen. 
Mark my words. Right. Let me give you let me give you a fictitious example. So let's say uh, worship leader A uh, has been working, you know, at a church for ten years. He came with very little experience, but he's grown a lot. He's doing a great, great, great job. His salary's increased over time because he's longevity and he's doing a good job. He's faithful with his work. All right, so he's been at this church. Well, the church gets so big, they need another worship leader. So they hire this worship leader, and oh my gosh, this is a hot shot that he's worked at huge churches. Uh, he, right. and, but the church is just like, man, we really need this guy. This he whole lot so of thinking is going to end hold up on, with one person on, getting their on. feelings hurt. So I know where this hold is on. going, but that's okay. That's so what you, it'll be. So that's you know the where reason. it's going. So that person sits down. And he's just like, look, I, I really need such and such amount of money. Uh, cause we have a conviction. My wife, you know, we don't want my wife to work and blah, blah, blah. blah. And the church agrees. Okay. We're going to pay him. Well, uh, worship pastor a, does he need to know that? Like, is that, is that something that's good for him to know? I mean, that's the question is, is that healthy knowledge to have? I can't answer that question. With I'll go ahead and say yes. it, for the, for that one potentially uncomfortable scenario, that is a horrible trade-off for what you don't get for the entire body of Christ. I'll put it yeah. that way. I, w- I would say even more so, maybe that would actually help people make decisions. Like, if this guy is getting paid a ton to come somewhere, maybe it's not worth it. Yeah. Maybe they, you go, well, you know what? The money, everybody kind of feels uncomfortable about it. Our church thinks, yeah, it, this guy's awesome. It'd be great to have him here, but if he can't come yeah. here... With his All family. Right. Well, we're one, have to one, more, one more point the on this. Salary, then. <laughs> one more point on this, and that is that money is like seriously the most craziest thing in, in our hearts. So we all go, oh, you know how yeah. men struggle oh, with I lust. Oh, I love money. Men, you I know, men struggle it. with lust. You know how it is. Well, guess what? Every human. My wife and I is, only make love on money. <laughs> every human is almost borderline addicted to money. If you look at their behavior and their seeking mm. of it and their obsession with it, it's a big deal. So just like we deal with Not lust, just man. the same way we deal with lust and other stuff. Stuff, we should take money pretty seriously. And again, any area of sin or difficulty, I would guarantee you everybody has financial and monetary sin in their life. Everybody. Guarantee. Oh, yeah. Guarantee they oh, do. Yeah. Just like you need to talk about your accountability and your pornography and your well, other Matt, stuff, then I just think there needs to be a push in that area for all people. I think it is helpful to you just to talk to your friends about money in a less guarded way way that's all i'm saying plus yeah, and I, everybody knows with the in- internet and everything is going to happen gosh, all information up. is going to be out there eventually anyway so get ahead of it start yeah, moving and i'll way. i'll agree with you as far as everyone having sin with money and i'll just be transparent how i sin is sometimes i just get so obsessed and depressed with deciding who i'm going to be generous to yeah i mean it kills me man that's where i sin yep all right yeah <laughs> the, the, basically the church is mcdonald's and no, let's say the church is uh, IBM or Google, and it pays unbelievable. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Church is a business. But it kind of has to be. It is a business. All right, let's but get out of here. I want to do something else. Can we stop talking about this? Sure. Matt, what won't you tell people about? <laughs> Matt, when's the last time you've had sex with Bridget? In a world where... Matt Carter, who you're in a business with, but you also have several other jobs, but he has no other jobs, still makes more than you. <laughs> and he won't tell people how much he makes. I told you how much I made. My name is Toby Morell, and this is The Damn News. Speaking of money, my first one comes from, it's about money. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 50 Cent. Oh. 50 my, Cent. That's my dog. 50. You call him 50? 50. 
This comes from Yahoo. 50 Cent files for bankruptcy. Now, this is what's really crazy because this dude literally, it's, oh I don't know how many years gosh. ago it was, but he invested in vitamin water, really? and I think like he made potentially like close to $500 million. Yeah, I heard $400 million on that deal. It's unbelievable. It says 50 Cent has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection as of Monday, July 13th. According to court documents filed at the U.S. bankruptcy in Hartford, Connecticut, Curtis Jackson's debts are primarily consumer debts. The rapper reported assets and liabilities ranging from $10 to $15 million. The filing comes close to two months after 50 Cent's boxing promotions company, SMS Promotions, filed for relief under, under bankruptcy, Chapter 11. On Friday, a jury ordered 50 Cent to pay $5 million to Lestonia Levinston, who claims the rapper acquired a sex tape she made with her boyfriend at the time, I think who was Rick Ross, which he used in a 2009 13-minute video featuring him as a commentator. Pimpin' Curly is what it was called, taunting Levinson, Leviston and Rick Ross. Leviston and Ross have a daughter together. Representatives for 50 Cent informed Billboard they would share more information momentarily. So... It doesn't matter how much you get. Man, it goes back to your point of it's an addiction. Like, I mean, 50 mm-hmm. Cent made unbelievable hundreds of millions of dollars. It's not enough. Like, you can't. It, I mean, hey, he anybody made, else. He made it goes $400 million dollars your, without music. Any music earnings. Right. So, I mean, and, and that's why it goes back to your point, And I know Joey kind of disagrees. But, I mean, going back to the lottery, it's basically like 50 Cent won $400 million and he couldn't keep it. Just, it, it he's right. falling apart. Right now, now he's still rich. I believe you know what I mean. That's what's interesting about these multi rich, rich with family. No, rich with money. I mean, he's well, not going to be. Ban- I heard uh, when you get bankrupt, they can't take your house. And if you've seen his right, crib, if you've seen his crib, yeah. And I mean, he can still do one. stuff. He can still put out records. He can still get contracts. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's going he, to have money and not live yeah, like could, me. He, you could wipe him out every day, and he would be more wealthy than me the next day. Each day, right? Literally, exactly. he makes so, more. So you don't have to feel bad for him in a day than than I have. So he would, totally. he could get bankrupt a hundred times and he'd still have more than you each week. Totally, and, but that's the thing; it's just never enough. That it just you need more. You think you're going to do more? You got to spend. You got to spend. You got to spend, and not be wise with it or upfront with it. Like I mean, he could have told people like if he literally had four hundred million dollars at one point, he should have told people, "Hey, I only have two hundred million left. Maybe something's up with me." You know what I mean? <laughs> like just be honest and open about it because if not, I mean. You, you lose four hundred million dollars, five hundred million dollars. That can be gone. How much? How long? I mean, Joey thinks if he had five hundred million dollars, he would help everybody, and the world would be so much better. That's but not true. Joey would have a immediately a jacuzzi. He would have unlimited a pizza maker. <laughs> You'd have a homemade pizza maker, pizza oven. You'd have all that. I would so. just, yeah, I'd just start paying people to get saved and stuff. It would be crazy. I'd start buying food for your kids. <laughs> You think you could handle $400 million? You'd be totally fine, and you'd be a good person with it, don't you? Just yes or no? I kind of do. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. That's, anybody that says that ultimately Absolutely. becomes a pastor. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> That's a joke. Oh, am I upset? No, I was talking to our listeners. Oh. Uh, okay, this comes hey, from... Hey, can I ask you a question about that story? Oh, sure. Is there any quotes from him? Like, is he uh, walking in humility, or is he writing off this? Or, I mean... 50 I would cent, imagine commonly he, known for walking in humility remarks. That's what he I'm actually saying, did, though, but... No, he actually did tweet a picture of himself after he filed bankruptcy of him getting a foot massage. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> he tweeted a picture that said, I'm doing all right, or something like that. Like, don't worry about Something like that. So, I mean... Hey, you're welcome for helping your news. Yep. That was interesting. Okay, cool. Um, okay, this comes from a roving reporter of the damn news. His name's Matt Hunter, and he actually lives, Matt, on Bashan Island. That's where Aaron Sprinkle grew up. 
I know. I know. It's kind of a weird island, but I think it's really cool. Kind of always reminds me of like the Goonies kind of idea. But um, So here's the charge. It comes from the SeattlePI.com, and the charge is Naked Bashan Driver Tried to Bribe Cop. And under it says, it's hot, and you know you wish you could be as free as me. <laughs> a Bashan Island man accused of trying to pay his way out of trouble after he was caught driving nude has been charged with bribery. King County prosecutors claim Teo Nunian was rolling naked on May 28th when he drew a deputy sheriff's attention by cutting off an ambulance on the island. Stopped as a result, Nunian, who is 61 years old, you know what? I mean, 61-year-old naked balls is not something you want to see ever, <laughs> no matter what, is alleged to have hurriedly donned a shirt while leaving his lower half bare. Facing a rant from Nunian, Deputy, she- Deputy Jeff Hancock butted in and asked why he was naked. He said, come on, Hancock, it's hot, and you know you wish you could be as free as me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So uh, stopped at the uh, Bank Road Southwest. Nunian admitted he didn't have insurance or a valid uh, license. And Hancock said said in court papers, the deputy returned to his cruiser to write Nunian a ticket and then was surprised when Nunian walked back to him holding a roll of bills. Nunian said, you take this, I drive away, we are okay, no ticket. (laughs) Nunian is alleged to have said to the deputy before tossing the $110 roll onto the deputy's lap. Nunian then returned to his car and began driving away. But Hancock stopped him the second time, angering Nunian. And according according to charging papers, uh, Nunian is alleged to have charged at the deputy's vehicle only to be taken down and handcuffed and then sent to jail. So, I mean, is it, it now... If I'm not mistaken, you guys have had like a really nice summers. It been really hot, or what? Why? I mean, how many people drive around naked, Matt, in your Seattle area? Do well, you? It's. I mean, you know, it has been. Does really he have hot. a point? Was it hot? It's been really hot. I can. I'm gonna have to. You know, I'm gonna have to go with he. I wish that I was as free as him myself because it has been really hot, and nobody here has air conditioner. That's the problem. So, yeah, it's been like one of the hottest summers in a while, right? Well, you know, the climate change, but the it's, right. It's a. Uh, it's too hot here. Nobody has air conditioners. And it, the hottest part of the day is like, it's not in the mid-afternoon. It's like 5, 6, 7 p.m. So it, it right. is stressful. And you know crime does go up when it's hot. So yeah, I get it. You gotta, I mean, you got to drive around naked. Uh, the cops, I think, are being a little rude here. Just yes. let the dude drive around naked in his car. Free the, I don't nipple, even know if it's, free the dong. That's totally true. Now, I actually heard something on a side note, uh, an interesting thing. I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast, and they were talking about climate change and uh, just how awesome like Vancouver, British Columbia is and Seattle and Portland. And they actually were saying that the idea of if climate change is, uh, is true, it'll, it might have real effects and we might see it to where like California will change and every, mm-hmm. basically Portland and Seattle and Vancouver, um, Vancouver will become like San Diego, yeah, San definitely. Francisco, and and like that, and everybody will move up there. So there's there's an idea out there. Maybe you should, if you can, buy as much property, property as you can maybe. up there on that Northwest. Because yeah. if the climate does change, it's going to be the place to be. Yep. The other big thing and, being the earthquake. They say we're supposed to have in the Mount Rainier, so that might wipe us oh, out. Yeah, too. I heard about so, that. Dang. Like, like, I mean, you w- if that actually happens, the fault line that goes through Seattle, you will die. Right where you live, you would die. Well, yeah. If we get a, t- a 10.0 earthquake, I wouldn't necessarily expect to live being on top of the fault line so i don't know i mean i can't promise you i'll die but let's see me bridget and georgia i mean two out of three of us you got to figure are gone yeah 
Are you going to try and like save your family? What would you do right now if the whole earth started shaking and you're like, uh oh, it's the fault? What would you what would, what would you do? Just stay where you are? Would you try to drive away? What would you do? <laughs> I'd just try to get into like the shower or something. I guess. <laughs> I'm gonna drive so away. you heard it here first. Matt as a father. <laughs> His wife and kid would be dead. Well, <laughs> he does not have a plan. There is no plan. He would get into the shower. Yeah. Well, like, just, are you saying you would take a shower? <laughs> no, I just go to the I'm same. I'm gonna die clean. I'm gonna die clean. All right, that's the damn news with Toby Morrell. You've been listening to the damn news, and it's been brought to you by. Yeah, this is the time y'all been waiting for. Stop. Some with of the you have really- forwarded to this point, and that is. The BC Club brought the damn news, oh and that's God. Alex Colston, Ben Geiger, Brad Mills, Brian Ramsey, Dusty Coleman. Thank you for these easy names, by the way. Thank you uh, to your parents or your parents' parents or however yep. however last names were We're glad they use sexual toys to make you. Jason Samu, Luke Carey, yep. Mary Beth McCauley, mm. Robbie A. Bingaman. <laughs> It's B-I-N-G-A-M-A-N, Bingaman. Bingaman was his name, oh. And then Samuel J. Driscoll, Mark's little brother. Cool. Uh, Tom Jones, Zach Ford, Thomas Rubatino, Roman Finch, and Savannah Howland. We are very thankful for the BC Club. If you want to join the BC Club, join the community. Join the BC Nation spread all over the world. Go to badchristian.com forward slash contribution. And it really is cool to get to know some of these people. Forward slash contribute, my friend. But the, yeah. The, oh, yeah. Thanks. What I've really enjoyed about it, I think one of the best perks of it is the Facebook group that we have with those people. It's just it's just the people in the club. So it's kind of a well, like it's a pretty diverse group of people, but it stays very yeah. civil because we can talk about any topics even in more detail and have discussions and everybody's coming from a similar frame of reference. So I really enjoy right. reading through those. So right. join the BC club and join us right there on our Facebook group. We'll, we'll send you an invite. Dude, I'm, I just want to say this. Shut your damn mouth. I just want to say, shut up. I'm not listening to this. Okay. I'm out of here. Nope. Uh, Matt, Joey, hold Joey, on, put your headphones on. Matt, Joey, Matt, say something. Joey, Matt, put your anything. damn headphones back on. Put Joey your damn actually, headphones back on. <laughs> Joey did actually take his headphones off, which our <laughs> guest <laughs> listeners can't see. He sold out to the bar. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Joey, put your headphones back on. Don't quit. <laughs>